Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7 and 8. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Verse number 8 says, Then the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. We're talking about the cost of disloyalty. Part 2. The scripture we read uses the Garden of Eden as a type of the church and makes us understand that, number one, man is God's product. God formed man and breathed into man. So man didn't form himself. Man, originally created by God, is not a product of him or herself. It's a product of God. Because man is not supposed to carry the spirit of a dog is supposed to carry the spirit of God. Praise the Lord. And because of the fact that it is God who created man, he knows the environment in which that man will succeed. So when he created man, he created a garden, not in the south, west, or north, but in the east of Eden. I believe God took, um, considered, the temperature there, considered the soil there, considered the water there, the vegetation, the drainage, and he created a garden that was going to serve the destiny that he had breathed into the man he created. So man is not an accidental product, and that is why man cannot succeed in an accidental environment. And because of that, God deems it very, very necessary to determine where each person is supposed to be in order to function the way we were created to function. That is why some of you will not survive in a polar environment. In a region that is very, very cold, you might struggle because you are born to the tropics. Are you here now? Some other people can survive there. Uh, Many of us may not be able to survive in Scandinavia because we have not been wired like that. A couple of us can do that by making serious adjustments. But you see that the Scandinavians themselves, even though the winter can be, could be very harsh to them, but they are not really bothered. You and I, even when it rains like three days continuous, we say it's cold. And that kind of thing we we call cold is nowhere near the play of winter. Like when winter wants to play Ludo. You got it. So God in his wisdom decided not to put the Norwegian in Ghana. And the Ghanaian (laughs) not there because it doesn't work very well. Are Are you following something? We're going somewhere. So environment is necessary for functioning. And God takes your location Very important because location can destroy a location. When you have been endued with something, if you find yourself in the wrong location, it can run it down. 
So because we are intentional product of a creator, the space we exist for us to function well is also part of his intentionality. And so when he puts you somewhere he knows will aid your fruitfulness, you can't just take yourself out of that space. You cannot just rise up and just say from today, I decide that I'm taking myself off the ordained garden God has placed me in. Because God ordered your steps here. Watch, if you want those two verses, you see that God put a garden in the east and put the man in the garden. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 8. The Lord planted. Say the garden was planted. Now say it was not there before. But God decided to plant the garden. And when he did that, he put the man. Say I have been put here. So even when you feel someone invited you to church, it is part of God's wisdom to have been invited to church and he gave you the liberty to come. And because he has been looking for that opportunity to plant you where you will flourish. Unfortunately, some people when they are planted in a place, find a way to leave that place. And there are implications for living outside the place of your planting. Serious implications. We are calling it the cost of disloyalty because where God has planted you, you must be loyal to God by staying there and functioning there. Deciding not to stay there is a sign of disloyalty to the all-wise God and the place that you have been called to stay because he told Adam that dress it and keep it. Not just enjoy it, but also keep it. Praise the Lord. So God has put you here for two things, for your enjoyment and for you also to work for him. The garden, work, keep the garden, keep the church. So, God has wired some blessings here for you. But he also wants you to maintain. He wants you to what? Recently, I went into some estate in Ajirigano. Very nice estate. Gated community. A friend of mine has gone to just stay in a nice one. And opposite it, the landlord has decided that he will not extend the rent of the tenant that was and the tenant was a diplomat. So when the rent was over, he said, no way, you are not staying here again. Why? Because the tenant, even though he's a diplomat, refused to maintain the place to the standard that is allowed in that area. He decided that it's an enemy fee may rent it. I will maintain the place. So the landlord said, you are not staying here again. Hey. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether you are a diplomat, you think you are the uh, apple of God's eye or whatever you think you are. When God puts you in a church, he gives you things to enjoy from that ground. And then there is also responsibility laid on you to maintain that place. Praise the Lord. There is no landlord that is happy for a tenant not maintaining their property. So we are not just in the church to enjoy of the blessings of God, but also to work for the Lord. Praise the Lord. And being disloyal comes with a lot of cost. And so we learned at the first service that you cannot just leave the keeper's house. And one of the things that will happen, which we are taking Adam as our um, element of study, is that Adam lost the garden, which means he lost his inheritance. That's number one. First implication. When you leave the church God has planted you in, you lose your inheritance. Number two, Adam became self-conscious and naked. 
That is for this service. An implication. What happens to you when you just get up and leave is that you will become self-conscious and naked. Genesis 3, 7. Genesis chapter 3, verse 7 says that, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. You're here with me. All this while, they had no knowledge of their nakedness. Because God was the one covering them in glory. But when they ate of the fruit they were asked not to eat, they now had the knowledge of their nakedness. They became self-conscious. So here, Adam was now self-conscious. That means that he began to rely on his senses for his living. Because he had become self-conscious. And to go through the day, on a daily basis, he needed to perform his task with his senses. See, God knows that our senses are very, very limited. So even in our walk with him, he says that we should walk by faith and not by what? Sight. Because how far can your sight go? How far can your mind help you? So, when you become self-conscious, your consciousness is not about something that is superior to you. Your consciousness is about you. You start looking at yourself rather than looking at what him. Hebrews says that looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So, we are, and the more we look at Jesus in Corinthians, the Bible says that we are changing to the same image. Now, we need a change. We need what? And the change must conform to an image better than we are. And so, when you don't stay where God wants you to stay, one of the things that happens is, to you is that you become self-conscious and that self-consciousness introduces you to the realm of nakedness. That is, you are now going to use your ability and talent and all of that, but it will only end up in a state where you will see that I am naked. And that word naked there means shame. It means what? Yeah, anything outside glory. That's what is likely to happen when you leave the place God wants you to stay. Say, God have mercy. I can't hear you. Say, God have mercy. Now, proud to the fall of Adam, I believe, it's my personal belief, that Adam was operating like an omnipresent being. But when he fell, he began to operate like the way we operate now, one spot at a time, and knowing things in a space at a time. So, possibly, he used to travel in space and be everywhere in the realm, but once he became disloyal to God, he was limited to a particular spot in the garden. That's my personal opinion. So, he possibly may have lost his omnipresent abilities. And now if he's in a, a particular corner, he couldn't know what was happening at the other corner. So, life became extremely difficult for him because... To control things in that jurisdiction, he needed his senses and he needed now to operate in time. But before that, possibly he was not operating in time. He was operating like the way God used to operate within that space. But now you have become disloyal. So you see that the, the things that God gave him, that wired him to operate like God, they were stripped from him. So Adam came to his natural self. Hey. The question I want to ask you today is that when you come to your natural self, how much can you add to yourself? Like if you say I'm intelligent, I'm intelligent, I'm intelligent. How much can that add to you? Look at chapter 3 verse 22. I'll just put everything together now. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand 
And take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So God just now cast him out of the garden. The man has become like one of us. To know good and evil. You that is sitting down right now. I want to ask you. A very simple question. Now that you are where you are. And God is with you and is helping you. And your senses are not the ones helping you. It was saying. Let us now assume that God has redrawn. And you are helping yourself with your senses. Imagine you. What will happen? I mean, with God on your side, you are already making mistakes. Plenty that he has covered with his mercy and sovereignty. Now, left to your yourself when this, you are on your own. Ah. <laughs> Okoro. Do you see what I am saying? It, you will enter into the realm of nakedness and you will, not, you will think you are the well-dressed person. He said that at that point in time, you see that you would think that making the best decision, but the end product of that is called shame. So, it is a privilege that God has kept you in this church. Or the church he has planted for you. It's part of your spiritual package for you to see your way clear in glory. Because when you leave the place God planted you, nakedness is the end product of your life. And that is why we have to learn that there is a cost to you being disloyal. And that thing will strip you of the glory. That is why the Bible now says, it is based on this. That the Bible said that, for all have sinned and fallen short of what? Is it, did he say prayer? When you live here, you will still be able to pray. But you will see that you are falling short of some glory. So, the best thing anybody can do is to stay where God wants you to stay and function where God wants you to function. When the Lord himself tells you to go, you can go. Even if any man is trying to keep you there, don't stay. Because you don't need to stay where God doesn't want you to stay. Praise the Lord. Look at the scripture. Micah 2.10 just, just look at for, and some time will come when I will teach what it takes to leave a church. What it takes, Micah two ten. Uh, let's read together. One go, arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you, even with a sword destruction. So there's a time in somebody's life where God decides that. Don't stay in a particular place. It is God who is telling this person, arise and leave. Not because I'm not happy with somebody in the place. Or I don't like what is happening. I don't like what pastor is preaching. God wants me to preach and you will listen. You don't just, and when you stay where God want, doesn't want you to stay, you say it becomes a polluted place and it will destroy you. The same way, if you live where God doesn't want you to live, wherever you are going is defiled, is polluted, and it will destroy you with a sad destruction. Tell somebody, be careful now. Yeah. You should only be driven by the voice of God, not any other thing. And God in his wisdom brought you into this ministry. What a joy. That I am where God wants me to be. My protection is in there. My glory is in there. When you leave, you see that every, you will now see nakedness. Not be easy. Naked. That's why some people, you see that they know they are making great decisions, great investment, but it just ends up becoming something else. Because outside that realm where God put you, you don't have protection. What did, what did I say? 
You do not have protection outside where God put you. You do not. It's a serious matter. Can you talk to somebody? Watch where you are. And be careful not to just rise up and leave. <laughs> I don't know if I'm preaching or am I preaching from the Bible? Yeah. When I was on campus as a student doing my undergrad, one night an awkward grandmaster ran to me that I should deliver him. Because he has sworn allegiance to the devil and he wants to leave and he knows he will be destroyed. So he needs something higher than the devil. When you leave where God wants you to leave, where God wants you to stay, which higher thing will you run to? Will you go to the devil? And sometimes when people leave a church God has planted, they think they are leaving a pastor. Your real pastor is God. You are not living ever. You are, it's disobedient. It's disloyal. You are living. A, look, when you are here, things must happen to you. That will test your character, test your patience, test your pride. I mean, we are brothers and sisters, isn't it? So when you, we are in a family, and in a family setting, we don't maintain status. That's why we, they don't use title. Most homes, they don't use titles. First names. Abena. You understand? When you go outside, they can call you honorable. Or director or madam. In fact, a bimu cry we free in a way that when they go to the office to look for the other, they say, I'm looking for my sister KK. They have forgotten that it's somebody's director. So it is it is very absurd for you to be in a family setting, a family environment, and still demand the, an entitlement of your titles and status. In a family, they don't really mention them. They say, daddy, mommy. What is daddy, mommy? With that daddy doesn't have a name. He has a name. But they don't mention They say, daddy. Daddy knows daddy. Mommy knows mommy. It don't be so. You know you are. Say, don't you know I am this? Why are you not addressing me? Is that how you should? No, in a family setting, there is informality. You can't demand some things because we are a family. We are what? I mean, this is not a ticket for anybody to fool. But it tells you that you must have a particular mindset when you are in a particular family setup. Hello? Come on now. Hello? So, Now, when you can't how? Some people even get offended because they say, she told daddy about me. She, when your sister tells your daddy about you, you don't come home, you leave the house, because your sister told your daddy that you have a boyfriend. Is that the reason why you leave that? I want to know. Please, let's talk. Why are you not talking? You want to look fine before your pastor. So when something is told your pastor, that, has, that you are trying to cut us off, And it's going to kill you. Then, oh, you say, I'm away, I'm out. I'm, you bore. I'm out. Tell somebody, you can't be out like that. 
Because tell somebody in the garden there will be issues and we must solve them. Yes. You think you are living in the garden because I'm not happy there, blah, blah, blah. It is the beginning of your nakedness. And this nakedness, you will be conscious. You know, you are going for an interview and you know that something will happen. (laughs) You know that even if they give it to you, something will happen. And it will be taken away from you. That's the level of consciousness of failure and nakedness you enter into. When you are a plant and then you now leave the place of your planting. You see that it will show on your leaves. Your leaves will be so brown and dry after a while. That you now you know that's the way you have withered. It's a powerful message. Praise the Lord. I wish I heard it 20 years ago. And you are blessed to be hearing it today. Lift your hands. Say, God, show me mercy. Give me what it takes to stay in my ordained garden. Because it is a blessing to be here. Tell somebody, don't introduce shame into your life. Disgrace into your life. Stay where you are supposed to stay. And you will be fine. Give the Lord a big clap offering. Feeling it. Say, it's our church. It's our church cry. Is this our church? It's our church. This is what God gave us. There are many gardens. Some are the west, some are the east, some are the north. But God said that your own should be close to the east. And east I will stay. Because when Adam left the garden because he was sagged, He went into another... It was not as if there was no other territory. He went into another territory. So there are many churches around. But you have to know where God has called you to be. Because some churches don't have rivers. Some churches, they have tons and tistles. Like we will learn later. To be chuki-chuking you. Many of the girls here, if they have been in other churches, they would have been pregnant long time by the pastor. abortion, We're feeling good. Hey. Did I say something? Senya soft Hi, daddy. Oh, God. Ah. Away a wristband, the banner cry. Your boss say, But in your ordained garden, in the place where God wants you to be, God preserves everyone there so that there is no nakedness. We only expect to see your glorification, and so shall it be in the name of Jesus. That amen should be louder in Jesus' name. Put Genesis chapter 3 there. Verse 1 to 5. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods knowing good and evil question i want to ask you now is how come people know god brought me to this church to this ministry to this place 
and they still live. What accounts for their living? Why do they live? What makes them live? What pushes them out of a place that God has kept them? What are the processes that will lead to their living? One of the processes we're going to be learning is or has to do with conversations. What's the process? Convo. Conversation that is initiated by a subtle being. Serpent went to the woman and asked the woman, what do you think about all these things in the church? What do you think about all that's happening in the garden? And the Bible said that the serpent was the most subtle of all the beasts. Please. The kind of conversation you engage with people in the church will determine whether you will stay where God wants you to be or leave where God has ordained for you. And please, when the conversation gets to a certain level, you will not be able to help yourself. You will touch and eat what you must not touch and eat. Because you allowed the conversation to get to a certain level. Tell somebody you need a password that limits the conversation to safe zones. So you see that the serpent came and started talking to the woman. And it was as if he was giving the woman an enlightenment. But the Bible said he was subtle. The word subtle means deception. It means that he was cunning. And he was skillful at that. So when a cunning person is telling you something that is a falsehood, it actually tastes smooth like truth. You are unable to decipher between what the true state of that thing is and what they are telling you. Because but it's subtle and please know that the serpent was not outside the garden. That in the church there are serpents in the church. The same way the Bible says that there are little foxes that destroy the vine. So in every church there are foxes, there are serpents, there are wolves that are always in the church. It is allowed for serpents to be in church. What is not allowed? Is for the serpent to make you become disloyal to God. I believe that is why I was preaching and I got to some point. Because God was just asking me. So ask my people, how do they see me? The, the song just entered my heart. You are holy. There is a way that when you have access to a great man. And you listen to the little gossips around that great man. And change your attitude based on the little gossips from foolish mouth around the great man. It smacks disrespect for the great man. What in a hand? Where did you hear it from? Who told you? How did they tell you? How did you believe after being with the great man all this while? How did you believe this thing against the great man? He doesn't want you to be a God. That when you eat what he doesn't want you to eat, that is when you become a God. After being that good to you, do you think he's that wicked? What did he even do for you to become a living being? Is it not his spirit in you? 
Does that not make you a God already before you even know your existence? It just smacks disrespect and dishonor. But what a, a wicked conversation would do is as a pastor doesn't like you. It's like the church people hate you. It's like everybody is talking about who is talking about you. For what? They hate you for what? Whoever is talking to you and making you begin to feel like it's a revelation or something you need to know that you didn't know is a serpent. And the way you know that a serpent is talking to you is that it will change your heart from the way it is towards God, towards his church, towards the pastor, towards the people. All of a sudden you see that you have become self-conscious because you think that you are at the center. Look, the serpent was pointing Eve to the tree that was at the center of the garden. That is something God has put at the center. When you are talking to a serpent, the serpent makes you move to the center. Because to touch the tree at the center, you must move to the center. That is why you feel that everybody has put you on board. It's like you have now become the center of the church. Hey, can you? What is this? This is serpentine philosophy. It's a conversation that is making you absorb the nature of Satan. If and you are going to follow him to where he is going. And what we don't know is that we actually I've not read but I don't think the Bible mentioned that the serpent was also cast out of the garden. I, I will read it again. But I know the man and the woman were cast out. I don't know if the serpent was cast out. There are people who will talk you out of this place and they will still be here. Be careful what you are listening to. Pastor said, Minister said, Mommy said, You that we are struggling to keep your name in our head, we are saying about you. Saying what? You have become the center. There's nothing else to talk about except you. is talking to you. The voice you open yourself to listen to can give you an exit out of the place God has put you. Gives you that consciousness that God hates for everyone to have. Anytime you are listening to a conversation, that doesn't make you see God. To make you see yourself. Once you start seeing yourself, you're on your way out. Child of God, there is nothing like staying where God wants you to stay. It's everything. Priceless. everything. Then again, when you read, you see that, please, let, let's, let's read. I mean, it's just talking to the woman. <laughs> it's bad conversation will make you start talking. The serpent asked the woman. The woman also started talking. What God told them they shouldn't do. There was nothing like you may not. God told them categorically. Categorically. Don't touch this tree at the center. He didn't say you may. 
So you can touch everywhere, but don't touch this. Look, look, look at what the please go back, go to the next verse. Look at what the woman is saying. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it. Neither God was very categorical. The day you eat, you die. There are conversations the day you open yourself to. That's the day your death started. And these people died, though, but they were still standing. But they were dead. As far as God was concerned, in the sight of God, dead people. Is not everybody in church who is alive? Revelation says that though you have a name that you are alive, you are dead. Your existence is without consequence. Why? Because you can't leave God and attract anything good. God is good. Satan is never good. This world is not good. Be careful what you hear. Be careful. It doesn't matter who is talking to you. If they are getting you to check out of the place you are, they want you at a place where they can easily deal with you. Stay where God wants you to be. Stay. Please tell somebody, I beg you. God brought you to the keeper's house. Do whatever you can to stay. I don't want to see your nakedness. Tell them. This thing, God didn't take it lightly. There are people who always talk in church. They are politicians. They create what doesn't exist. They are agenda setters. They'll say something. They'll tell you something. Once they see that you have a potential to rise, they focus on you. They start putting the spotlight on you. If you don't have certain things that determines parameters for them, they're going to sweep you, sweet talk you. they start with gift. I want to be your friend. I want to be your mother. I want to be your child. I want you to mother me. I, I admire you. You really bless me. Watch it. Watch it. When you, say, when you sing, it's so powerful to me. When you are not there, I don't feel good. Watch it. Watch it. Just watch it. Watch it. It's a serpent that is gradually entering. The conversation that will destroy you. Everybody is important in the garden, but please don't overestimate what you think you are. And sometimes you are a very good person, but people start giving you that that feeling that you are something that you are not supposed to be. Look, look at that verse number two again. Number three, actually. Look at, look at <laughs> what you are listening to is reducing you. But of the fruit of the tree of the garden, verse number four, watch it. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. It's a lie. When you start consuming lie, like a help or an answer to prayer, you know, there's a way somebody will call you and he say, Ah, nyamine mani frame. Nyamine mani frame. Brun samana sumano. 
you are going to die and he says you are not going to die. He's an, he's an, he's inciting you to go and die. Look, look at the scripture. You shall not surely die. <laughs> God says you will die. He says you will not die. Then look at what he said, the bullet. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And ye shall be as gods. God created them and put his spirit into them. Must they be small gene gods? Eh? They were already gods operating like God the Father. He is giving them an idea that they are going to become something special. But that something special is even moving your capital G into small G. Tell somebody, it's not everything you open your ears to. They will promise you elevation. But it is actually a demotion. And tell them, Satan can send anybody to come and have a conversation with you. So watch who you listen to. Be careful so that you don't live where God wants you to be. Please point your finger at me. Please, you, I'm talking to you. Be very careful. And I say God didn't take this lightly because the accusation was against God. The accusation was against pastor. You know, the reason why this was a very serious problem between God and Adam and Eve was that without fail, God paid them a visit every blessed day. That what they heard from the serpent. They had every opportunity. Every day. They didn't go to God. God came to them. Why didn't they ask God? He gave them every opportunity. They didn't ask him. Then they took a decision against him. So he sacked them. The opportunity you have with your pastor, pastors, your leaders, the people whom you call your brothers and sisters. When you hear a serpent's voice, even if it's in an angel form, that you have opportunity to call and ask. Don't miss that opportunity. Because Detection of truth or falsehood is just a phone call away. Just a phone. Why are you not verifying from God all that the serpent is telling you? Have you prayed about it? The thing that you have been told, have you it's a sign of carnality that people can think that I can come and talk to you and you will make a decision out of what I said. It's a sign of in the first place. Because they know that you have a baller mind. So they need to come and deposit their rubbish there. That's why they even had the infantry to pick a phone and tell you what they told you. For what? For what? Somebody said that your wig is not nice and you didn't hear. Is it not God who didn't want you to hear? Why must you hear? I mean, you that is going to tell that person what you are going to, why must the person hear that the wig was no place where, why must the person hear? What's, what's the motive? Is it part of the Great Commission? Why? Why?
Now you be God, Almighty God. You know, be man, you know, be man, Narekele, Naro to talk. Oh, Mamma. Na 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 na. Now you be God, Almighty God. You know, be mano, Kajala Balala. You know, be mano. Now you be God. You are Almighty God. You know be mano, you know be mano, you know be man, now you be God, oh, almighty God, you know be mano, you know. Stay where you want us to stay. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.kpshousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244 177 831 or 0204 916 168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.